0: Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey podcast. I'm your host, Marty, alongside Dave. Hello. Aaron. And John. Hello. We are back, well, sort of. Uh, We haven't recorded a hockey-related podcast since around March time, uh, when lockdown came into full effect here in the UK, and the premature end to our hockey season. But the Stanley Cup playoffs are, well, a form of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I should say, starts this weekend with a few exhibition games actually starting tonight as of recording, uh, which is Tuesday the 28th of uh july. july i couldn't remember what month we're in that's how muddled up everything is
1: to be fair it's 2020 anyone listening is gonna be like yeah that year sucked
0: oh yeah do you remember that year yeah that was a bad year with it it was just uh you know with the sunday cup playoff starting uh an increased number of stories signings departures we thought uh, it'd be a great idea just to kind of get together have a bit of a chat uh and and talk about one of the things that we're, we're currently missing the most guys how's it going uh john how are you
1: yeah not too bad um pretty crap start to uh, lockdown, obviously, with everything that happened on my end of things. But uh, no, the last uh, couple of months have been quite nice, I actually. got into the swing of working from home. Um, somewhere along the road, lost a stone in weight, which uh, sounds good until you realise probably how much you lost, Marty. But uh, yeah, not too bad. Dave, how about you? How's things with you? Ah, oh,
2: grand. Um, it's all a bit tedious at the minute, you know, uh, working from home. Sharing the office to me and the wife for her sharing the office working from home. Um, it's not the ideal. With another two boys off for the summer, no childminder, bit of car crash, but hey, everyone's sort of working through it. Um, plus side, um, I don't any. Uh, I, I can save a bit of money, no childminder, so um, can put that in the bank, or or, or, <laughs> or
0: more or more for for hockey whenever it actually eventually does come back, which yeah, we will we talk actually, about, obviously.
2: Buy. Actually, buy him a season ticket, which you haven't done yet.
0: So. Well, yeah, we'll get to that.
1: You buying you buy a 2021-22 season ticket?
0: Hold, Aaron? hold those, hold those. We are going to talk about it. Stop talking. Stop prematurely talking about things yet, because we are going to get there. Okay, okay. Let's stop. No
3: more premature talking. Stop it,
0: Aaron. How's things with you on your side?
3: I don't want a premature talk. So I don't. <laughs> everything is good. I'm I'm happy enough. I know everyone said, oh, working from home, but I don't have to get on a bus to get into the centre of Belfast every day. This is. This is great. Um the only the only big problem is as it's exactly as you highlighted earlier I've no idea what day it is. I've no idea what month it is. Even the time of day sometimes just disappears. Um so uh, just get getting through things and completely just like everyone else in 2020, 2020 is the year to revamp your garden. <laughs>
0: is it? <laughs> I didn't get that message, uh, but okay. <laughs>
3: I think everyone's reef re- up in their garden there's nowhere else to go so I better do my garden up
0: yeah i think it's probably just because i haven't got a garden but anyway
3: <laughs>
0: yes yeah, uh, i suppose uh from from my for my side of things kind of what you guys are saying you know it's been it was nice working from home for a bit um although now that i'm kind of pretty much full-time back in my day job back where i should be um it is a bit it's a bit unusual thinking that i was working from home at one point and actually it's it's pretty nice to kind of you know kind of get back out and, and seeing people and, and talking to you know other actual physical people and b- people actually you know in front of you which is it's a bit odd first off but now it's, uh, it's back to the, uh, the new normal i suppose it's kind of weird um but hey um it's been a tough time uh no hockey no nothing it was a nice bit of a break i think to start with i'm not gonna lie and um, when it first when everything started happening i think you know it was a nice bit of break i felt like the off season came slightly early, and we, we had a bit, i had a nice little kind of break from you know all of the stories and everything that was going on but like everyone else out there who is a hockey-minded person we have missed it and we are looking forward to starting to get to talk about it again we do have a lot to discuss uh so let's wait no longer and we'll get stuck into our episode so anyone who is new to our show just like a game of hockey we do break our show into periods starting with period one and news from the uk Okay, period one then. Uh, Let's start with the press release. I'm getting stuck straight in here. Press release uh, two weeks ago from the Elite Ice Hockey League. Um, The league effectively ended here in the UK mid-March with no teams crowned champions. Although some BBC would have you believe that the Cardiff Devils are the reigning defending Elite League champions. But alas, that is not true. Uh, If we look at uh, officially who the Elite League champions are, technically it's still the Belfast Giants just saying uh the lit league have set out a return to play roadmap um and they have highlighted a few things so i just wanted to go through that so the 10 member teams of the lit league uh did get together and outlo- outlined a roadmap of a return to ice hockey of some form Uh conference call happened about two weeks ago so it happened just in the middle of july and all teams voted to approve a plan for the 2020 2021 season which would allow for pre-season games starting in november a regular season starting with the Magic 5 weekend, which was the rescheduled playoff weekend, uh, which was supposed to take place at the, well, supposed to take place at the start of September Um, if everything had of went, you know, back to normal earlier. But obviously it hasn't. Uh, so looking to push that to the weekend of December 5th and 6th. Uh, the regular season would end then, uh, with the weekend and the weekend of May the first and second, uh, followed by the playoff quarterfinals and the playoff final weekend in Nottingham on May 15th and 16th, uh, fixtures meeting has been scheduled for, well, tentatively I should say, has been scheduled for the beginning of September, um, couple of factors are going to obviously play into this and this is what I kind of want to get into with you guys, um, this is let's start with first off with the fact that um they have outlined a roadmap um and let's be frank i want your honest opinions here um i guess i kind of want to get each person's opinion what what are, you, what are your opinions on how likely is it that the season's going to start first off um and oh and also what kind of flaws do you, do you think are, are present that may stop this plan in action now obviously we've got some you know obvious ones for example we're, we're talking about Four different regions of the UK, all with different guidelines of their own. So we've got, you know, guidelines in Northern Ireland, Scotland, England and Wales all being different. Um, But I want to get your thoughts Um, legitimately. And I know this is a question that someone put on our Twitter. uh, Legitimately, what is the chances that a season is going to take place this season at all um, in any form? So, uh, guys, I'll start off. um, Dave, I'll start off with you if that's okay.
2: Sure. Um, Personally, I don't see it. Uh, starting this year, um I don't see um, a twenty twenty one league. I can't see it. I could see there being some sort of exhibition season um because there will be places that will be ready to go. um and with the way England has sort of been playing it fast and loose with the the rules, I could see England signing off a lot sooner than the devolved executives um i can't see northern ireland scotland or or wales agreeing uh competitive sport to go ahead in front of crowds uh at least before the end of december um and at that stage are you really going to be able to get players um willing to to make that move um i doubt it i do think that england will be ready to go uh by that by november
3: and Um, when you say ready you just mean they'll they'll just Flex the rules to the way that they want them. Yeah, well, it, sure, already, it's sure the sports already started. Really, um, yeah. the, there's a lot
2: of talk for competitive sports. They've you know, the football behind closed doors stuff uh, has already started. they I think they've, um, tabled competitive sports for the end of September, um, in England. So now again, it is all fluid. I just personally just can't see it happening. But I, the big thing I can't see happening is who in their right mind internationally is going to come from their native country to the UK to play professional hockey this year. Um, you know, you're having to give up, no matter where you are, you're set up for your healthcare in that country. Um, you're say, if you're, um, the, you know, your medical back, say, if, you're, if you have medical insurance in the States, you know, they've all your details there, you're flying over to a foreign country and hoping that you're going to get everything you need it's to me it's just a big big risk um like i couldn't imagine if my work turned around to me and said uh we need you to go to the us for uh six months that's it that was no like no chance. Yes. no <laughs> no mission um and that's when I, that would that's you know if it was and if it was my choice i wouldn't even consider looking at it and i would say a lot of the hockey players would be the same now i know they need money and they need to work and all that jazz but you know could you could you handle hard could you as an owner of a club put those players at that risk you know it's it depends on how you look at it
0: yeah no I can't see it. agreed and i mean you know you you mentioned there in terms of you know players and about you know obviously you know our our league relies on bringing in international players in terms of you know players from outside of our, our, our you know local uk and I, th- I suppose from you know what we're talking about here is if you look even at the list for what it's worth If you look at the list um, That the, the running list That the Elite League are keeping In terms of signings Both signings uh, people, Players who, have, who are leaving Or pl- players who have left the teams And also players that are coming in I mean you've got some teams Who have signed Like loads of players For the next season already Sheffield being one of them You know they've got loads Sitting there returning But I mean you just have to look Towards um teams like The Glasgow Clan Teams like The Cardiff Devils Is a big one Like if you look at their list And you look at the amount of players Who have basically just said I don't think there's hockey happening. I'm not signing for next season. I mean, you've got players who have been with that team for forever. I mean, you've got the likes of, you know, Joey Martin effectively saying, you know, not coming. Evan Mosey saying not coming. You know, Mark Richardson, all those players from Cardiff saying, you know, I'm not coming back next season. That's not going to happen. It's it's probably indicative of, you know, the fact that they're thinking, eh, you know, I don't know if I really want to leave the states I don't know if I want to leave stateside to come over to the UK because we don't know what's going to happen I mean you've got our own here in in Belfast you've got we've got our own you know we had a a big player a big a sad sad announcement you know from Jordan Smotherman you know one of our our favourites here on this podcast saying clearly that you know given everything that's going on Covid you know He's not in a position to return While he would have loved to have returned and ended his career Or whatever it might have been coming here in, in, in Belfast He's made that decision for himself and for his family That it's best not to come back to the UK Because, you know, there's an unknown Um john we'll move on to you i mean what's your opinions i mean in terms of you know dave said dave's mentioned quite a bit there um you know and i think you know it's quite obvious some of the stuff you know it's quite it's quite obvious things that john that dave mentioned you know that it's you know it's blatant what about yourself is anything else you you kind of see
1: it's uh yeah it's it's the same thing um like you look at the the player moves and they speak absolute volumes um the other thing is they're I don't know whether there is uh, an acceptance within the players that perhaps that the elite league isn't actually going to be active this year, but more than likely the league that will actually start and be actually playing games is going to be the the lower league, the NIHL, the IHA accredited league is actually going to be working. Uh Um, We've seen a a few names have gone from elite league teams have gone down, young Kieran Brown, young Brit forward has gone from Sheffield with other issues there as well, that he was uh, frustrated he didn't get more time under the new Steelers coach Aaron Fox has gone to the brand new Leeds Chiefs who just finished off their inaugural season this year. Um, and then just today, we've had uh, Leeds pick up another um, young Brit from Sheffield in the shape of Jordan Griffin, a young defenceman who's gone to Leeds as well. Um, we've seen it go slightly the other way uh, in other areas. We've had uh, Basingstoke Bison player um, Adam Jones has said he's going to come up to uh, the Five Flyers. But really, it's a, a big, heavy move towards the lower league and European leagues. Uh, Especially, And also the rumour, if you still believe it at this point, it's been around since April, that Ben Bounds has finally taken that step to Europe this season. Um, May not be the worst thing he's ever done. It might be his only opportunity to play a a season this year if he heads over to, I think it's Graz, is the team that's uh, firmly picked down to be uh, Ben Bounds' uh, place to go this season. But no, in general, I, I don't see a season happening this year. I think we're looking... Like Dave says, we might see a few friendly games if you can have such a thing in hockey. Um, but I, I don't see a competition. Uh, they may do a, an extended playoffs. This could be the year that, if come January, February time, we're in a position to play proper games in front of proper crowds, um, because the ownership have already said that the the league doesn't work or any of the any part of the sport in this country doesn't work without fans. Um, we, could see, uh, a mm. uh, we could see a proper playoff series. We could see a best-of-five or a best-of-seven series, which would be fantastic. Mm. You don't have to travel back and forward every time, play play three, give home advantage, play three, two, three games, and then switch over and do the travel, play two or three there and see what happens. Um, that's an, another discussion for another time, probably, if we get down that road. But that could be a potential spinner for, for this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, I think you're right. Um, I think as you said, all indications showing that you know with player movements and stuff. And you mentioned about the, the lower leagues down in down there. The look that means I didn't mean say the lower leagues. the not what I meant, but like the lower league here in the UK. Um, you know the NIHL kind of stuff and, and everything else there. Um, we do have we will talk about that. Um, shortly because obviously there's a few bits and pieces of movements around in that league as well, and, and the stuff they've put out about their return to play and their their plan for their roadmap. And it's quite interesting. So we will look at that because we'll kind of maybe contrast how theirs look compared to the Elite League and how more realistic it is Um, because there's a couple more little stories that will link in. It'll kind of put things a bit more into context for anybody who isn't from the UK and doesn't really understand why our teams couldn't just do what say they're doing in the nhl where they're going to have uh empty arenas we'll go into that in a few we'll go go into that in a few minutes uh but aaron over to you i mean in terms of you know we've already had a couple bits and pieces from from john from john and dave there but you know we i kind of mentioned it as well in terms of you know in the uk we're very we're, we're sitting in four different regions in the uk all with different rules and regulations and guidance around you know large crowds gathering and everything else um what's your thoughts in terms of you know with with those sorts of things do you think that has a massive that'll have a massive impact overall even if we had if the league say the league started did start how do you think that would maybe impact the league if that makes sense do you think that would you know obviously
3: i don't think you have to look much further than uh mr smith's um statement uh, Mr. Tony Smith himself, he says there's two factors, now the first factor being the the, the time to, to plan and get visas and stuff like that, if it were to start, but then uh, the second one was, as, as I think John mentioned there, we need our fans mm. they can't play behind closed doors or with limited uh, capacity, as he said it isn't an option, and uh, you, you kind of touched on it there are all four executives going to agree that you know games with fans can take place yeah or even if it starts that who's to say that uh, at a at a coin toss that things don't change yeah um or there's a, a a lockdown on a particular section of the uk like i can't remember the name of the time that was locked down recently they have these areas locked down
0: um well,
3: and i, I said um, yep yeah, correct you know, so they have these these drop out of the hat lockdowns all over the country as well. So, if if they were to start, if things looked good at the very start, I I kind of agree. I don't see it being a a full clean run. Yeah. They they will have to uh, think on the fly very quickly. Yeah. And even then, who do you think if if they open the doors and let the fans come in, how many? Like yes, we have our. Uh, every game are are people are true fans and come in all the time but at a Giants game do you think that happens all the time is it like how how, what's the percentage of people that just come off on a on a date or a school trip or a family night out for the month for the for the whatever um do you think people are going to risk it
0: I I don't think so and also I think there there's a there's a bigger thing I think there's a bigger thing at play there in that um Hi there, Arena, and um, we'll get into this. Do you know what we'll we'll just kind of bring that in because it's kind of a, a kind of you know crosses over. But I and it's you know it's a good segue, Aaron. Um, in terms of we we have an arena that you know as you say we they they have hardcore fans. They have season ticket holders who would usually go for season tickets who come to pretty much every game. Then you have the the you have the the, the members of the the public that they try to entice in as often as they can through different you know uh offers and different little bits and pieces and they rely a bit I think they rely a lot on those kind of like you know um clubs and uh even you know people coming in for you know one-off games they rely on that because obviously it brings in a bit more money as well it brings in more money um but you know and and kind of you know you kind of joked around about this guys in the in the intro around like season tickets and stuff I mean first off season tickets like we, we, we've we been I know speaking for myself and I know I, I think I probably can speak for, for, for John and Dave here too but we've been season ticket holders for, for Dunk like for years like honestly for and this is the first year where I even when everything started kicking off and they even put out season tickets I said from the get go I was like I I, i'm not putting my money into season ticket because i don't know if we're going to get a season and i don't know yeah. and some people will argue with me some people will argue that i'm doing the wrong thing if i'm if i really support my team then i should still be paying my season ticket and i but i don't agree i, I don't agree really? with that um because i i just feel that there's no point putting money. There's no point putting money into something that I genuinely don't feel it's going to happen. And also, I don't know if I would feel safe going back to the. Just kind of going back to what you're saying, yeah, Aaron. I don't you. know mm-hmm. if I would feel safe going into the arena if you know. Because in my head, I, I mean, um, yes, I was at a a, a public space. I was I went to a public space this week for the first time. Um, I went to the cinema re- this week uh, for the first time since the reopened, and it was very odd. But for some reason, I felt a bit more safe because whenever I did go, I kind of felt that, um, you know, there was all these additional hand sanitizers put in place. Whenever you booked your seat, you know, they they blocked off the seats in front of you. So like two or three seats in front, the seats in front of you, the seats behind you and the three seats beside you on each side. So there was loads of space around you. Now, there was a couple of issues where I kind of was like, well, what if you need to get out past someone in in the row? You're still going to be passing mm-hmm. someone. So again, you're coming in close contact. So there's a lot of different little bits and pieces, but I just can't imagine the arena you know, I think John. We we met up recently. We were, we went for a walk recently with the dogs, and we were talking about this briefly at, the, at that talk. We we said we were talking about this about even in the arena. You know, if 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 say they they limited the say well say on a good any given night on average say it's five thousand five hundred or whatever on an average say of well, course no, the good, year good
1: night good night in the SSE, somewhere like four thousand yeah
0: well, what's we're saying so say was that was what it is there's no way through social distancing and like putting off different seats that. They could, they could fill a good section. You know, it's going to... They're not going to be able to have enough seats because I was saying this to John as well, is that if, you know, we we are from... Uh, you know, the three of us have our season tickets. We're from three different households. In theory, we should be sitting, you know, separate from each other because we shouldn't be sitting beside each other because of are social they, distancing. Are they still the rules though? Yeah, you should still... Where, where possible, you should one, still be... One
1: metre plus in some places, two metres still in some places. Um, I
2: think the, the, the rule is if you can... If you if you can do two meters, you need to do two meters. So yeah. if your building can facilitate two two meters, then it has to facilitate two meters, and the arena can facilitate two meters. It's a purely yeah. financial reason where they couldn't be, which they wouldn't yeah. get away with. Yeah, um, it's like if but you're it, a restaurant, you know, you couldn't if you couldn't do two meters apart because then you would lose, say, half your seating. Um, that's when you can bring it down to one. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, there's a it's like a keep a, keep businesses open. Um. Where a big arena like that, you know, there's no reason why they can't do the two meters logically. And you
1: know? I, I hate to be this person as well, but see, while social distancing is still a thing, how much crack is a game going to be? Like, if you're talking about a five five thousand seat arena, let's call it. Let's say we're talking about the SSE here. You're talking at having at most probably between one third and one quarter capacity. There is no atmosphere. There is no crack there uh, if you decide to get drunk you're basically drinking alone because you've had to socially distance
3: from everyone else there's probably no going to mccool's afterwards it, there's well this would be I the thing know. i think i think a fa- i think the fan base like if you if you think there's a, a fan i a nearly talk today i think in some sort of uh, certain spots certain points fans will make up for it mm. you know the
1: Fans well, that... don't get me wrong. Like in, in the SSE, especially, we have probably about three dozen fans who make all the noise in that exactly. arena, up in boomerang. You know. But you can't have boomerang. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: you probably only so, have a problem. Like, you don't have a boomerang end corner. You have match. a
1: boomerang end. You'd have all to have a boomerang end. stand. Yeah,
0: so it would have to be yeah. boomerang stand. Which, but then, which would then have to so be booked?
1: It would have to be booked. So there's no um unbooked section. The the drum. Joe's drum would have to be in one certain place. Um, Then you've got the issue around away fans as well. You've got the travel that's involved with that. And let's be very honest, we're in Belfast. The rest of the league is over in the rest of GB. So to get here, they're either having to do a boat or a flight, the same as all the visiting players have to do. So there's that added risk of coming through two airports or two ports Uh, being on an aircraft the risk of spreading the virus through our league we can't afford to do what the stanley cup um playoff series is going to do they have two hub cities with um two i think it's is it a hotel each each team has its hotel or it's a a couple of hotels they've set up floors for each team they're massively bubbling
3: all the players and staff they've reduced the staff yeah, I saw an amazing own... figure for how many how many tests were taken, and I I wish I had made a note Over of it. Over two thousand. Included... Yeah, the yep. yeah exactly. The the two N- is... N- thousand test on. Amazing. N- and this N- is this is
1: another thing as well. There was a, a brilliant piece. It it only came out this evening, just as we started. It's Craig from British Ice Hockey. Um, if you don't follow British Ice Hockey or Craig himself on Twitter, and you're into your British Ice Hockey, you should because he knows an awful lot about the game and he has quite a lot of access. But he he hates being the doomsayer but he brings up a couple of really good points and one of those is is testing a covid test at the minute to do it sort of voluntarily not through nhs basically paying for it to be private which is what the elite league would have to do it's 150 quid average per test the league can't afford that for all the players and staff but so let's be 100 percent honest let alone the fact of the stands might not be good crack we can't get a big crowd in um the six weeks to get visas and everything all in the actual hard and fast of getting people tested. If one player in on a team goes down, you're losing a run of games. It's not feasible no. while COVID is still here and it's still rampant the way that it is. And testing is expensive. It's not going to happen. No. I, I, but not gonna but see
3: even, even if you just take t- testing, and I thought that was my next point. It's a financial risk. Some of our teams are sometimes close to the wire already. You know, the, Let's say in the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, things look good, okay, and they start bringing players in, and players do come. I'm, I'm talking, let's let, everything's rosy, right? Rose-tinted glasses here. Players come, visas get sorted, all that kind of stuff, and teams ply some money into it. Then a second spike happens. Boom. Games are off, right? That's fine. Like they might of it they they obviously have these the people in their uh, companies and in their teams that are financial risk takers. You know that they, they look at the risk, and is it worth taking? Mm. Yep. You know, and that's, are that's you going to risk players. having? You know, we have ten teams. If they they go ahead, does it drop down to eight if it doesn't go well? Yeah, that's, the big that's thing. what these
1: imports are looking at though they're, they're looking at the feasibility and what happens if And um, like we saw the reaction and fair play to every team in the Elite League when everything shut down in March the first priority for all those teams wasn't their season ticket holders because absolutely it shouldn't have been their season ticket holders it was their players mm-hmm. it was their staff, it yeah. was the people who had to get home and they did that what you don't want to do is bring people back here in November for games in December and then come Christmas or before or january you're having to knee-jerk reaction
3: and start flying people back home again because there's been a spike yeah it's a, it's a long period of time to take a bet if that makes sense like yeah. over over six months i'm going to bet guess that there's not going to be a spike Dave, in any of the areas
0: dave you had something there was it you were yeah sure yeah saying?
3: so the um
2: Whenever you the, the, every time you look at this from a scientific point of view, you have to go back. The only thing you have to compare to it is uh, Spanish flu. Spanish flu took three years to clear. Oh, so yep. keep that. And that was a lot more virulent. It was a lot faster spreading, which means it
3: can it would burn through the population quicker. Um, I think what you've just done there, Dave, is you've made our dozens of listeners start to cry because you've yeah. just put in the, in the in the, in the, in the, in the seed of doubt that there may not be ice hockey for the next three years. Yeah, three, three years it took for it to, to uh, get through the population. There's uh,
2: Gemma found a really good picture, which I'll share to you when I find it, um, when I speak to her. And it was uh, California. All the barbers were doing haircuts outside um, because the open air and being outside is better, you know. Um, and that was the thing. That, that was like two years after or something like must be nice uh, to be
1: able to sit outside and get a haircut in a warm country.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's <laughs> um. Maybe we'll 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 here this year. Again, to uh, we'll be devil's advocate, we're talking about not going into the uh, an arena because of social distancing and you know the fear factor and stuff like that. We have talked about going to a pub or to a bar on Friday night. Yeah, well, I have no problem um, with an intimate setting. You know, and yeah. of, I didn't group say group anything of, about any of them. And uh, I said, oh. <laughs> so "We're going for a it,
1: pint, Dave. calm down." <laughs> a there's, a, there's a big
2: difference between um, going out for food and drink with people you know and are, are, are really close to. Like we have all spoke, we speak at least once a day. Um, like I know if you are, if you were starting to feel unwell, you would go, "Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna meet up." But I don't know if the guy who rose down for me it, is a guy who believes that the covid's a hoax and is dying with a cough and is going oh it's just a cough and just comes anyway um my barber <laughs> turned around to me and he had to stop cutting the guy's hair because he went turned around to just it's all a hoax i've been just treating every day as normal i haven't done any of this stuff they've been telling me and he just didn't know what to do. He was like,
1: <laughs> he was like, he had. The, I think he asked them to put pop a mask on just to be safe. You can have like, you can have half a fade, so the yeah. front half. You can't have the back done. You now have a mullet.
0: I see, Aaron. I, I know where you're coming from in terms of like you know, in, in terms of what you're saying. In terms of we're we're thinking about going out anyway and whatever. But for, I suppose from my point of view, of, of you know, if we're going to go to a restaurant slash bar setting or whatever it is, they have strict controls over how many people are let in at any one point. And I'm not saying that that the arena couldn't do that because obviously they'll have to restrict the amount of people that are coming in because they'll have to reduce the numbers. But there's still going to be a larger amount of people in the arena. Uh, Also, within the bar, restaurant setting, whatever it is, and even in the cinema setting, which I mentioned already, they have put in extra uh, additional things in terms of cleaning and in terms of sanitizing. So, And I, you know, John, I was going to say, John flashed us his... uh, and exactly john flashes his <laughs> face mask whenever you know we were, we were talking about you know different things you could do and yeah it's okay it's all well and good we wear face masks and i'm ha- i would be happy to wear a face mask if i needed to in the arena for, for through a game that's not an issue but i think what the problem comes in that with such a big arena you have you'd have to control so much of the in of coming in and going out and in terms of like the one-way flow and how you're going to make that all work you're going to have to think about Things like you know stoppages in play. If you go out to the bathrooms and whatever it is, how often you know the bathrooms could be cleaned more often than what they were. Cause they felt like sometimes they weren't cleaned at all during the game. I don't think they were. But like you know, so you'd have to make sure that people are cleaning throughout the game. It you know,
2: clean between games, never mean during a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And then things like things like you know, if you if you have if you have you know, say you have three thousand people. Say you you had three. They're able to bring in three thousand. Say. They need to make sure that the arena then would need to pay for extra people to come in after the game to clean down every single seat that was used. Now, they they can't just clean down the seat that I was sitting in. They would have to clean down the seat on either side of me. They'd have to clean down the seats in front of me because they'd have to make sure that all the seats were cleaned. You know, they'd have to make sure that it's done which means they're bringing in additional staff, which is more money, which means that they can't afford that because they've actually got less people coming through the door. So there's all these different aspects, I think, that are really just not realistic. And I think that's a really good point in terms of what brings on to um, our next story, in terms of I think that, the, you know, the clubs themselves are realistic about the fact that, you know, that it's it's got the, mon- the amount of money that it's going to cost is probably, you know, it's not realistic for them to stay afloat in the same way i mean they've they've they, you've, you've got a you know a group of the top ice hockey team like you've got all of the teams to come together they've got a cross-party um call to the government to urge them for, to provide financial support for the uk's like for the for the elite league um there's a lot of concerns around the future of the sport because they don't believe that you know unlike other sports like football or whatever it is who have been able to put their stuff behind closed doors or reduce attendances, that's a non-starter for this league. And I mean, Todd Kelman came out himself to go and say the same thing. He said it on BBC. He He was interviewed and he said... That is not a possibility here in the UK. We cannot start our league if there's a limited number of people coming through the door because it's not possible. I mean, they've got to the point where they've 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 approached the government to um, step in and support. And I mean, they've got support from local MPs and stuff in Fife who are who have stepped in and, and have moved down to kind of you know have this conversation and and I suppose urge the Chancellor uh, to provide sp- financial support for. Uh, for the league in order to try and flow. i suppose what they're trying to say is that each year that are i don't know where this figure came from but it's interesting when i read it that the sport they're saying that um that the sport of ice hockey in the uk provides around six million to the uk treasury each year that's a significant amount of money like that gets like, i was surprised by that amount actually but they need to protect that income by putting some money into the into the league and support the league. Um, so that's why they've asked for support. Now you don't know what, what's going to happen there if that's going to happen. But um, you know, I mean, you've got here in the here in Northern Ireland where they have the we have local football here, the Irish League football here. They've started their. I think as of today, is it today or tomorrow? I think is I am not very well versed in what's happening locally, but I think it's tomorrow. They have the semi-finals. That what they're doing is they're finishing off last season by doing a cup, like an Irish cup type thing, or like a I don't really Was know it. Last night? Was it last night? Cup. Might have been last night. Yes, in so no, semi-finals. I think,
1: I think the, no, I think I think it's still to come because there's a big thing that it's going to be the first football in the uk to have
0: fans yes to they're gonna have up, so they're, oh, they're allowed oh, to have 500, 500 fans 500 this saturday it's this saturday is the final and they're like 500 fans 250 for each team are allowed to bring it into the windsor um which again is going to be a really small amount of fans a really small tiny amount when you think of how big windsor is you know it's it's like you know yeah i, I just think that you know financially it's just not going to be a viable thing you know and i think you've got too many things and and back to what you're you're, you're asking there Aaron. i mean i think you know while i'm happy to go out to you know and an more intimate setting in terms of like you know where things we know where things are being done but we know that the, the bars restaurants cinemas and stuff need to have strict things in place i just don't think that would be possible in arena the size of the odyssey to make sure that everything is cleaned down and no matter where anybody's been in touch and everything else is completely cleaned at the end of each game i just think that's a really unrealistic so, thing to happen
3: so what well like i don't even think this is possible but I'm trying to think of what ways could you could you get the league to go? Could do you, do you get them to to play behind doors and get certain bars unless, and, and restaurants unless... or homes to stream it and charge? I don't know. God knows the how much. Only way it would
2: work is if um, you got a massive uh, television deal, which they're not going to get. Um, the you're talking proper. Um, proper television deal, not the wishy washy free sports where it's, you know, some games it would have to be like every single game, big money big sponsors um, you know, you're probably talking Super League sponsor money yep. um, yeah. which which was just a, um, a big hole in the ground, you know, it wasn't financially viable and it was like Seconda I think spent a fortune on the Super League um, and I can't see that, that happening uh, in this day and age um, especially not for the the like the product's good. Don't get us wrong. Like I uh, obviously watch uh, every single most of the games last season and um, I thoroughly enjoy the the UK sport. But it's not world class. Like it's um, it's our local teams. Like it's you're not going to get um, somebody bidden for a television deal when they can be bidden for the NHL. You know that's the sort yeah. of people we're looking at. You know we're looking at Sky Sports or um, even. The premier sports, um, the, the the more expensive arm of um, free sports, you know, I just can't see it see it happening. You know, um, the the webcast isn't configured um, for for people buying. And they, to be fair, they would have had to have announced how they're doing that now. They'd have to be told everybody, right? We're going to play the first few get games. Get set up. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to cost you yeah. X. And you, people would you'd have to sort of get. An idea of how many people are going to buy the ticket but
1: because... there has to be an infrastructure change as well yeah. because that that has to be all 10 teams broadcasting in hd in 4k in some situations yeah. and it's iron got to be done on a drop. game center style yeah. yeah it's got to be done in a game center style thing
3: where all teams sure, just send you them, them all in. an ipad and just have a guy in the top of the top top row with an yeah. ipad face time <laughs> everyone yeah uh, yeah
0: we had we had teams <laughs> used to remember these teams that do that what was that oh, social media a video oh, thing, Periscope. Periscope. They had wow. people doing that at one time. Um, this was oh, like a long time I ago. Mean, I,
1: I remember fans. I remember fans doing that and then getting banned out of arenas for Periscope in the last <laughs> five minutes of games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh um guys just um because we mentioned earlier um and before we finish off this period i just wanted to talk about two two more bits um first off we talked about obviously the eiha and the nihl um which is obviously the just the, the league just below the elite league here um and obviously they have their roadmap as well to planning for a return of play um for the 2021 season um now there seems a bit more realistic in a way in some ways Um, I'm not saying because they have smaller, smaller crowds already, but um, they seem to have a lot of, you know, they've got, they're using smaller, they're using smaller ice hockey rinks.
2: Marty just uh, imply that there there is only about five people watching those games, so social distancing no problem. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's
0: not what I'm saying. I'm just thinking, you know, they've they're they're not they're not Can dealing you not
1: alienate at least no one third of the people who listen to us. Please. No,
0: not <laughs> <laughs> me speak. Um, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that they're not, you know, they're they're not having to deal with um multiple locations across the UK, so they're not dealing with four different regions across the UK. They're not dealing with larger arena teams, which means that they've got bigger you know, amounts of people to try and bring in to keep the teams afloat. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying they don't, I was never saying they don't have any fans. What I'm saying is they don't have the size of arena. They don't have like the deal with arena teams, which obviously ha- plays a massive part, especially in our league, because, you know, we've got, you know, many teams here in our league, in the elite league who rely on a, a large, large amount of fans because it's, a, it's an arena they have to fill because they have to pay for rent, electricity and stuff for an arena, not, a rink you know a rink the rinks majority of the teams in the low in the nihl are teams that are using rinks that are public ice skating rinks which are going to be open anyway a lot of them are being you know already owned by a company you know a private company that is already going to have it open so they're they're not you know it's not the same amount of money it's not the same expense that they're going to have to pay also they don't have the same amount of international players having to come in so they're not having to worry about that they can use more local players they you know they're they're made they're built for a lot better than what we are in terms of
1: this is the thing you made you've made the point there it's local players yes this i think is why we're seeing the the young british talent especially moving to the nihl because they see the capacity to at least get back on the ice to do some training yeah do skills Mm -hmm. development because that's this second phase that they've now moved to as of the first of august yep because of the way that england has relaxed its um lockdown means that they can get finally back out on ice with coaches and do some skills development. Whereas elite league teams, there's still nothing. If essentially their venues are still closed, I would imagine that there's still some al- availability if um, some of the English elite league teams, if they have ice availability. But again, you don't know, but this is what the, the EIHA
3: structure-wise has put out and they're capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, the EIHA so structure... Sorry, did, Aaron? Sorry
3: with, have you have you read through it? Like what uh, effective from August first, and what do you expect in phase two? You so through yep. some of the things that you've mentioned there, but one of the things is no changing rooms at the rink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you imagine finishing a training session or finishing a game. Now, not that I would know, but like all that gear that they wear, all the the run up and down the ice, or skate up and down the ice. They'd be soaking. Mm-hmm. I would. I would have to buy like a scrapper of a car. I would borrow John's car and go. <laughs> and go whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs>
3: Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and go and back and forth. You would have like and after the training sessions, just get rid of the car because it would be stinking after the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose there. I suppose yeah. I don't even know what they said. Yeah, you're right. it would be stinking. <laughs> um, but I and guess I guess what...
1: drive home in their gear. <laughs> yeah just take
0: their gear off and have their their, their little shorts and stuff on just driving away God, in the car
3: we're doing we're doing visual gags for a podcast <laughs> it's, it's just for us it's just for us
0: I think what what, I, what I'm saying is that the, the AIHA have put out a really good you know they've put out a really good clear indication of their phases and they've they've released that already in terms of what their phases are going to look like and Aaron you've said it yourself you know it's quite clear you know they've said things like you know no contact you know they've clearly said that you know change rooms are not going to be available at this point you know they've got like you know social distancing rules are in effect you know they've got really clear d- indications so that that's why oh, you can I kind know, of I see i know
3: i joked about it but it's good that it's clear and it's good that yeah. it's happening.
0: yeah exactly you know? and i think you know so so the, obviously the elite league are, or the eiha are looking to they haven't got obviously they haven't got an effective date yet for uh, when the whole team club training and stuff can come together. They haven't got that yet because they're obviously waiting on on more guidance to come out from the UK government. But we, we know so far, if we know anything in the last few weeks in the UK government, like things just change the click of a finger, you know? So like it's we don't know what's going to happen there. We know that ice rinks have reopened across over in the UK and we know some of the ice rinks have reopened for... Um, you know, for, for use. Um, so again, and we know that, I you think know, that's
1: England, that's England only, England
0: only. Yep. Um, okay. and we know phase two, you know, yeah, because I, I know that here in the, here in Northern Ireland, they're not because we've still got uh, a lot of the figure skaters who would obviously use and Donald down using a uh, big space at the back of Titanic. With their, you know, ruler blades and roller boots on, doing their routines at the back. So you, you, if you want to go down and watch them figure skating, you can go down and see them there. There's literally groups of them figure skating at the back of Titanic, which is quite funny. I
1: genuinely would love to see if uh, Joe's wee son Levi is down there just cross checking all of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, just before we finished off this period was obviously, um, is it about you know, obviously with everything that's going on and and the doubts about hockey starting. And it's been doom and gloom. And sorry, unfortunately, this is going to be more doom and gloom. And again, it's not a really positive thing. Uh, And that's obviously something I think we expected um, anyway this season was that the college ice hockey Frozen uh, Friendship 4 has been cancelled for the 2020 season due to corona, obviously. Um, The teams were due to come to the arena in November for the annual uh, Thanksgiving uh, tournament and unfortunately as we kind of expected has come to an end and it won't be happening this season now they have confirmed that uh, that the season will hopefully happen next year um but uh, it obviously won't be happening um for this one so we are sad to see that but uh we kind of think i think we all kind of knew that was going to happen anyway um i don't think that was a surprise it came to anybody uh guys yeah, just a nightmare because yeah. quinnipiac
1: were coming back and that was my my pick the first year they were here um and i was really looking forward to seeing uh army west point as well um they look like a, a real hot tip for this year so absolute nightmare it's one of my absolute favorite weekends of hockey um anywhere like and that probably includes playoffs um just the level of hockey that you get to see at that i was heartbroken when that was announced like you say it wasn't a surprise but uh just to see it announced is uh is awful
0: yeah yeah so we'll see we'll wait and see hopefully it will return um back to its strength next season then um 2021 2022 oh it seems really far away but yeah 2021 2022 season so next november so november 21 we'll wait and see guys do we have anything else for this period before we move on no not for me no nope.
3: someone, someone tell me some good news
1: go on
0: um unfortunately there's nothing really what
1: i was going to bring up then (laughs) oh dear is that more bad news moving on. it was uh one of the um nihl arena or rinks has closed completely but uh uh, uh, bracknell's bracknell's rink has closed now the the owners have confirmed it so the bees unfortunately are looking for a new home that's everything it's everything—the
2: dry, uh, dry uh, ski, slopes dry ski slope and everything's all closed. It was a uh, winter training facilities, all done. Um, it had first, uh, it, first ever Olympic size rink in the UK.
1: Yeah.
2: Whoa. Bracknell on. always held a special place in uh, everybody in the in Belfast. Anyways, heart okay. um, because yeah. we poached all the players. Yeah, there? pretty much the first original <laughs> Belfast Jazz
0: team were all Bracknell players. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh, unfortunately Aaron, there's nothing of positive in this period but we have a bit more positive uh stories coming into period two so uh without further ado what we'll do is we'll finish off period one and get stuck into our period two of hockey
3: hello
2: and uh, welcome to period two of hockey this is where we'll talk about um every everywhere else everywhere outside the uk um and Because of the special nature of this uh, week's podcast, I'm going to hand it over to to Marty, who's put all the stories in for us, and we'll take a wee run through them
3: all. Yep, so... Hold hold on, before before you get into that, international hockey, just a reminder, you've got 13 minutes before the game starts so well
1: no we've got 13, stop, stop. 13 minutes until he puts us on mute and starts watching it on his iPad <laughs> yeah.
0: that takes us swiftly into our good news which I said would happen <laughs> in period two is that the uh obviously the announcement uh of uh hockey the NHL does return as of tonight for exhibition games starting tonight starting with the uh Flyers versus Pittsburgh, Um, yep. Um, But the National Ice Hockey League announced the return of play uh, plan for 2019-2020 season. Uh, The format will see 24 teams return to play via the Stanley Cup at two hub cities. Uh, which is obviously starting this coming weekend. So, so far we have been through phase two, phase three, and I think this is phase four now. Uh, Phase two, seeing the clubs start training back in their own training facilities in small groups and formal training camps then started in phase three. Um, The announcement basically came a few months, a few weeks back uh, with the pause after. as the NHL was paused in March uh, over the concerns of the coronavirus similar here in the UK and they hope to have it started. So we are now seeing some form of a hockey return. So the season itself will uh, resume as of this weekend and the two hub cities um, that have been put out uh, are Toronto and Edmonton are the two two hub cities and effectively we'll see each of the uh, each of the conferences assigned to those hub cities uh with secure hotels secure arenas practice facilities and also uh, transportation as well to and from all of the different areas teams are limited to different personnel so the, the personnel for each team is limited and the actual teams as well the amount of players that they can bring with them for each of the teams has been limited as well so the announcement came and also all of the teams have formally put in their rosters for this competition um we will see a round robin. Top four teams play for the first round seeding. Uh, qualifying round. Then remaining eight teams play best of five series, uh, and then we'll advance on to the first round and second round, which will see seeding and brackets and the series links will then be determined. So it will be a best of seven for the final. Uh, winners from the qualifying round play the top four seeds in the first round. And individual first round or first round series matchups remain to be determined. So uh, we have City One, which is obviously uh, the which is uh, Toronto. Which we'll see. Uh, the conferences at teams of Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Carolina, New York, Toronto, Columbus, Florida, New York, and Montreal. And city two, which is Edmonton. Uh, we'll see the. Uh, Who did I say? Who am I missing? Why am I saying same one? Sorry, sorry. City two will see, <laughs> St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, Edmonton, Nashville, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Arizona, and Chicago i think that's everyone
1: it's an it's an east-west split east-west split and the west -West, coast that's indeed uh, that's it toronto's got the east coast
0: yep uh so guys this weekend obviously we'll see um this this the start of uh a form of hockey a formal uh, hockey proper competitive hockey returning uh to our screens um i mean your thoughts in terms of this new this new playoff-esque format uh john do you want to go first there
1: Let's be honest. It doesn't matter who lifts the cup this year. It's always going to be the cup that didn't count. That's the way that every um, other fan base is going to be, except the the team who wins it. It's always going to be Sounds- the COVID Cup. It's going to be the COVID Cup. Sounds perfect for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait to lift the banner. banner. Banner, twelve. You can't, I cannot wait. The COVID Cup. I want a COVID Cup banner. <laughs>
0: covid cup <laughs> banner um so the how so the the, the way the process the way the games work um so the, the plan is that it's the best of five qualification round which starts this coming saturday uh three of the eastern conference uh series will play from uh, toronto and then the two western conference series is played from edmonton um and then on august 2nd the other three qualification series will begin uh, as well as the first matchups in the round robin tournament as well so it's, it seems quite complicated when you read it out um but the start time this in Toronto will be, well, noon time in Toronto, so 4 p.m. in Toronto time. So here it will be, can anybody do quick math, work out what that is here in the UK? I think it's like, is that like. Do you eight want o- me to ask my digital assistant? Ask digital assistant.
1: Alexa, what time is 4 p.m. Toronto time in British summer time? 9 p.m.
0: 9 p.m. There you go. Um, Everybody's other voice, just
1: cursing other as well. voice assistants are, are available. Oh, yeah, oh, but, oh. <laughs> but, aren't, but aren't anywhere as good at answering stupidly worded questions yes. as that one. I, I, Ask the same question to the one that's on your phone and it'll go, oh.
0: I wonder how many other people's Alexis started at the same time when you said Alexa. That'd be quite an interesting oh, you're one. Also just, Every stop time you say Sam, Alexa. Stop <laughs> <saying these words. laughs>
2: Um, she's just here for badness
0: Alexa play me a song <laughs> just yeah <laughs> just see oh well we should just see how many songs we can get as Alexa to start playing we just said it out loud
3: John we all right listen to the door for <laughs> you're on my headphones
1: She can't uh, tell mine to do anything
0: oh sad times <laughs> we do have obviously with the uh, you know season start with the season starting and we talked about the two hub cities the two hub teams I mean there's been a lot you know you've already mentioned it Aaron um, pre- pre-starting for this whole thing to happen they had to um do all of the covid tests so they done over two thousand odd covid tests which all came back negative um and on top of that then we have uh, obviously the rosters as i mentioned are you know strictly set out by the end each team will set out the, the team of they're going to bring in but there are players who have chosen to opt out um you know of it, uh, themselves. So there's some, you know, some players have decided that you know there's, it's best not to to come and, and take part. So, you know, um, there's a small wave of opt-outs so far. There's been like six or seven, you know, players who have said that they they weren't, they didn't feel that they were in a point a position to they didn't feel safe to come back. So things like, you know, the De Flames Defenseman, Travis Hamannock, um, Canadians Defenseman, Carl Alsner, uh, Oilers Defenseman, Mike Green, Canucks winger, Sven Bartschi uh Defenseman for the Stars, Roman Pollock, uh, Bruins Defenseman, Stephen Campfer. It's all defensemen for some reason here. Um a lot of them have cited family reasons. Oh, or, they're
3: being very defensive.
0: Yeah, um Jeez. a lot of them have said did obviously Did you
1: notice one of the sorry did you notice one of the biggest ones? So like a lot of these players are be turn it down because they think they're at risk. One of the most at-risk players decided to go ahead and play. That's Montreal's uh, Max Domi. He's a type one diabetic. Uh, I think he's one of the very few in uh, the NHL who plays with type one diabetes. But that puts him in the um, the very high risk category um, for side effects if he was to contract COVID. And he came out and defended his position by saying that he's he's not telling other diabetics what to do by going, but he thinks that the league is doing enough with the hub cities, with the testing regime. They, he thinks that they're doing enough between what his team is doing and what the league is doing to keep him safe, to allow him to play. So that's a that's a big statement from him on sort of where he thinks the league is, because I I think if he didn't feel confident, he wouldn't be there. And that would put the Habs at a massive disadvantage uh, if they were to be going into this playoffs. And let's not forget, this is postseason for the Habs. Like that's, <laughs> it's a bit unusual this in the uh, the start anyway. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're actually going ahead, and you never know they <laughs> they could win the COVID Cup
0: i mean i think i think it's a big thing whenever the you know the teams have you know the teams have been you know i think a lot of people were asking you know what happens if a player decides you know obviously uh players associations and everything else have got together and discussed this and you know trade agreements have been made in terms of um you know making sure things were safe for players to return to ice and i think that question was asked was what happens to you know players if they decide to opt out themselves but i think what's what is a reassuring thing is that each team has said you know that a player can you know opt out um you know especially if they have you know underlying health conditions themselves or if they have family members or there's concerns and um, they've basically said that you know we, we're not pressuring anyone to take part you know if they have a, a, a you know if they have a, a legitimate reason we're not going to stand in their way and say that they have to come and play we're, we're you know we're going to stand by those players which is great and I think what really helps is that uh, we've seen obviously that this, uh, this massive amount of testing has been happening but I suppose what's really a sp- helpful and really reassuring I suppose, for the players is that the sheer amount of testing that's going to take place over the course of this you know this whole f- this whole uh tournament you know at the moment what they're doing is any players or all players and personnel uh will have or anybody who's designated as that has player access and in inverted commas uh, they're going to be tested uh 48 hours from returning to the facilities and also within a 24 24- there must be you know and also on, a, on a other, any other if they haven't return to a facility it's any every other day it's pretty much going to be a test and then the test result must be available within 24 hours so that they can kind of get an idea of whether or not a player can re-enter a facility or anything else like that so in, in, in this phase basically everyone inside the bubble, should have had no contact with anybody else and everybody else should have been tested on a daily basis. So it's quite interesting when you look at that. And I mean, I was looking at different little things, Um, you know, obviously have been popping up on Twitter over the last few days, especially with teams arriving within their bubbles, in inverted commas again, um, and the little touches that the NHL have put in place for those players to maybe, to help them feel at home because obviously they're not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, things like, you know, they've went out and they've um, bought you know, made sure that they, that each player has ha- has like framed pictures of family members and, and friends and that there's stuff supplied for them that would make them feel at home within their hotel rooms and stuff. So really some really nice touches and some of the players have come out themselves and said, you know what, the NHL didn't have to, but they've went above and beyond and have done some little nice little touches to really make them feel, you know, safe and, and secure where they are. Um, so it's quite an interesting one. Uh, i mean and apart from that it
3: isn't how far they've gone though I mean, it is it, it, it's what 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 the achieved uh, and hope to achieve i suppose as well it's been it's impressive
0: i suppose my my question for, for you guys uh you know obviously we 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 have we we support four different teams uh all four teams are involved with this um is there any particular team you know apart from obviously we're all saying that we hope our team goes on further into the 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 tournament as possible but any particular team jumping out at you you think yeah probably obviously we haven't seen them play in in in, in weeks months um you know i realistically this is kind of like the start of you know the you've had players maybe haven't, you know we've had all this new trainings you know these new training um you know um what am I, what's the word i'm trying to find here um
3: Training regimes,
0: regimes. Yeah, but also like training camps, training camps. You know, we've got all yep. these. It feels like the start of a season rather than the end of a season. So, John, you've mentioned that you know it's the Stanley, it's the Stanley Cup and in inverted commas as well. Um, again, I mean, we don't re- we can't really go on previous form in terms of how they ended, how the how they were shaping up at the end of the season. Because let's be realistic, it's we're months removed from that. So what what yeah. are we what are we what are we looking at here? Do you think it's going to be a a completely unknown at this point, or do you think we could still look at the same teams who were dominating at the end of the the season? Um,
1: <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a complete unknown. Um, like just you can't um, you can't base anything on what we saw initially. Um, I've been watching some of the sort of training camp videos that have been coming out, and uh, you've got the likes of the Caps look good. Um, is it? Oh, is Holt be their netminder?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was a clip went out today of him nailing an absolutely incredible like 360 pad stack leg save during practice, which like during a game would be a season highlight real save. Um, I haven't really been watching too much that's been coming out of Nashville in the run up to it. I thought I would leave it. And of course, I can't watch any of the Nashville... Uh, games so far because the Free Sports aren't covering the uh, game against the Stars in a couple of days, um, which is just fantastic. I can watch uh, Aaron's Flyers tonight, as uh, I think we all,
3: except for Marty, are currently waiting for face <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going to I I totally wasn't listening to the last bit. I was signing up to Free Sports. Dave <laughs> <laughs> apparently
1: has walked away and is watching his phone on a bigger screen on his computer. Maybe. Yeah. God, I'm, still I'm still here. I'm still here. He's just he's just using it to zoom up. We can't see him. All we can... <laughs> <Is that laughs> if we were putting oh, this on YouTube, thing. we we, we would be getting the... <laughs> we'd be getting copyright copyright um Struck. warnings yeah. flagging at us. Yeah, but no, I I don't think we can base anything on um what's what's come before. The the layover has been bigger than what the normal summer break would be. So you're right when you say that we're moving into what feels like the start of a season, not the end of um, regular season, start of postseason. This is this is new territory; it's virgin territory.
0: Which which makes me hopeful uh, as a Toronto fan because we all know that Toronto perform really well at the start of each season, come towards Christmas, and then are that's you guys whenever
1: not they. In... What what way is your playoff run? Do you not start with Boston again? Though the way that it all ended, are you facing Boston again to start with? Or has the has the way that the COVID thing has that saved you?
0: Yep, Toronto against Blue Jackets. Um, yes. and then yeah.
1: Oh, so it's this is why. So it's a mix-up because it's the play-in series. So are
3: are the free are free sports only showing the warm-up games? Kind of
1: no, they they'll be showing select games. So they have a um a broadcast agreement to show selected out-of-market games. Um, and then okay. they put most of the big games will be put on premiere. So the games that they see as being less important other than probably this one because it's the first hockey for months. They're putting this on Free Sports to get people to bite on a
3: Premier Sports subscription. Because tomorrow you can you can watch Carolina and Washington. Yes, you can. I'm just kinda going through the schedule to see what else is
0: um, well while you do that really good, while you do that let's move on to the final story for this period anyway um, and this is the one that we have been it feels like we've been talking about this story on our previous podcast for the last
1: well year. i think we've been talking about it for the whole time that there's been a podcast
0: oh i think so i think you're right uh even from whenever we were talking about uh, uh when we we're talking about vegas coming in i think we were even talking about it back talking about this back then um a, and actually, funny you mention that. Um, effectively, our podcast is about is actually five years old this year. I know, given yeah. the number, given the number yeah. of uh, podcasts we have, but we're actually five years old. We started this podcast around about this time five years ago, uh, when it came up as an idea. Um, and yeah, so we're five Sat years old.
1: Drunken drunken boat back from Glasgow. I feel like.
0: I think Dave came up with the idea, and I think it might have came from something about that anyway. I know he came up with the original idea, and then I think. It was either
1: a boat or a bus we were on, and was, we said we should record this. There was
0: definitely a boat involved. Yeah, there was. Yeah, <laughs> um, But this is the story, obviously, of the new. NHL expansion team which we knew was coming to Seattle and but what we hadn't what we hadn't heard before this seat before the season effectively shut down was what the Seattle team was going to be called Um, and we didn't know anything about it apart from that it was a Seattle team and the owners we knew about the owners we knew it was consortium we knew that the 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 season tickets had already went out on sale and done amazing things and were really expensive and everything else and we talked about that. But as of this past Thursday, we now have officially have a name for this Seattle team and that is the Kraken so it's the Seattle Kraken. Oh. Uh we had hoped for Kraken name that. Uh, <laughs> That's We, cracker. we had hoped for uh the Seattle Frasers I think was was what we'd all yeah, been hoping for. Unfortunately that didn't yeah. happen. Uh as the exp- the NHL expansion team will begin in the 2021-2020 season um and the name, logo and everything else has been and colors uh, have been Basically put out. Um, I really love. We we talked about this. Let's let's talk about it. I mean, the Kraken. I think it was quite the front runner for the for the name. I think that was quite an obvious one. I think pretty much people were expecting that. Uh, we've seen yep. the logo. Um, we've seen the the alternative logo shall we say as well. Um, your thoughts, guys. I know we have talked about it. We like some little aspects of it. Uh, Dave, let's get your thoughts on the alternative logo because I know you you pointed this out and you yeah. you really liked the little aspects of it. Um, you take us away with that bit.
2: Yeah, I super love the the. I like both logos. Um, to be fair, but the alternative logo, the anchor, um, with the um, was it space, space needle? needle? Yeah, space yeah, needle. needle um, as part of the as part of the anchor is phenomenal, and I would love to see that as a as a third jersey. Have you seen the fan like the fan remake of the jersey that came out straight after with the Seahawks green instead yeah. of the red? It looks fantastic. Um, just this, it's like a luminous green instead of the red and it just it's mind-blowing the difference it makes and um, the eye is still red i'm nearly certain but everything all the other red all the red piping has changed to that seahawks luminous luminous green and it's it's mind-blowing the difference it makes um i think it just looks more makes it pop a bit more um but i think the the, the um understand where they went with the s because they're calling back was it to the metropolitans had the seattle in the s yep, yep. um and you know that's so all that callback keep that as part of it Um the thing that got me is there's a the Seattle's e uh, sports team Um it's called like the deep or something and theirs is a big trident and it's the same sort of idea it's meant to look like a, a squid and it looks uh, it looks a lot better than the the, C- the Seattle's the Kraken's logo but I can understand where they're coming from but the alternate logo when that appears on a jersey I might be tempted to buy it
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll um,
1: buy a Chinese knockoff, no problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, John, you see the price? I wonder how
1: they can miss. How can they misspell Kraken? The second K will probably be an H. Kraken. Did you see the price of the game center?
2: Just while we were chatting about it, it's down to twenty quid for the playoffs. Oh yeah, wow,
3: that's not so bad. bad.
2: Just just so twenty, you, 20 just quid a blog. Uh, no, it's twenty quid for the playoffs. Just for the rest oh, of the season. Right,
1: okay, wow,
3: okay, that's, that might that's actually
2: a good be worth it. Yeah, 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 I I got an email from the wild about it. So uh, you personally me personally i
1: just
3: dear <laughs> mystery
2: please
1: buy <laughs> did, you see, did you see on um release day um when they revealed the nickname and the colors and the logo and everything a guy a fan obviously went straight out and got a tattoo
0: i seen that um
1: and the the team retweeted it i have you i can't actually tell if you guys can see this or not because my little picture and picture did i not send you that Maybe I don't
0: you know. did. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You you accused Aaron of not reading messages earlier, uh, and you got really like you know. Oh, here's the evidence. He did send that, so well, you know you're guilty. I saw
1: the message. Clearly, I saw the message. Um, but I, I love the the mashup of the two logos. It's actually really really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still a Preds fan, but uh, yeah, it would be nice to another team in the West um we like having more and more teams in the west the east are getting it really easy dave um we're
3: another team for the western division or the western conference sorry i'm going to harp on the love i, I i'm i going to continue on with that i think the logo is class is absolutely nice. you know it is it's one of those simple designs i appreciate that some some fans love the really details you know they, they want uh like, like finn's quite detailed you know you can there, there's a character there where this is just a simple it's a letter like how much can you say with a letter s and it says so much man uh, From, a, coming, my, from a, coming from a design background i'm like i appreciate that it might seem that that logo is simple but simple and good is very hard to get
1: i think my biggest thing is when we saw vegas come in we all i think had a laugh that it looks like that um they just cut the top off the senator's helmet, and <laughs> like that was kind of where that came from. It was a little bit disappointing. This one is anything but. Like this I one is it. absolutely class yeah. from the start. And I may well have been you who brought this up, Aaron, as well. But I <laughs> have to be fair. I am looking forward to seeing what their mascot looks like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically going to have Cthulhu, who's just going to yeah. come through as their uh, their mascot so just getting in and like revealing the nightmares of all the opponents i think that would be hilarious there's a there's a good video between their cracking whatever he's going to be called and
3: gritty i think totally i just want to say i think i said this is like gritty has got what that 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 changing color belly button so yeah, what are they going to do here changing changing colors suckers i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> just some statistics then on the team before we before we finish off uh they have spe- they did spend 18 months engaged uh with Extensive research to find out what, what they should do. 1,200 names were put forward for what this team could be called. 215,000 fans voted. Uh, on the name for the team and the logo was designed in partnership with Adidas Um, they obviously had the they come up with the decision after 100,200 names that the Kraken stood out as the one that was most uh, that was the most appealing and also fans voted foot one uh, the most so it rose to the top as the, the chosen name so they went with that yeah we'll see how it goes um, it will be interesting obviously we will be talking about this team for another while yet Um, both you know obviously formation and when it comes to the draft expansion draft which is Scheduled for June twenty twenty one, so we'll wait and see what happens there. Um, it will take the same format as the Vegas one, so we'll be, uh, everyone will be watching with interest to see which teams, uh, what which players teams protect, um, and what te- uh, players could potentially go to this new expansion team. Uh, so we will obviously be talking about this, um, in you know over the next over the coming years. It feels like we've talked about it forever, but we will continue still to talk about it, um, because as always it's really good interesting story whenever a team is coming back coming into the league um so watch this space okay guys that's all i have for this period john so dave i'll turn it back to you i don't know if you have anything else
2: yeah no nothing nothing too exciting just as we're sitting chatting here the game's uh, just starting and it is seriously weird looking at an empty arena um it's not it's like they're they're currently doing the national anthem and i feel a bit wicked talking through it but um, i can't hear it so it doesn't count but the uh, it's literally just a blocked out. Oh, exactly. the, um, oh it's so weird. Um, they've just blocked out all the seats, and I'm sure it must be surreal for the players um, at the moment.
3: But it is really I wonder, cool they, to see all music. the and done all that kind of stuff during it. Maybe do you know like what you normally would do? I I my
0: my, my my I was over at my parents' house the other day, and my dad was watching uh, football. He's watching the United oh, game. Just
1: the piped-in fan. Yeah.
0: yeah it's so str- it's so odd and then but it was it was as a moment happened where united scored a goal which was disallowed but as the, as he scored as they scored the goal they piped in you know fans cheering but whenever it was disallowed like within like instantly it changed like people, like fans going oh mm-hmm. it was it was so it was so <laughs> strange like they've yeah, obviously got real. they've obviously got yeah. someone there sitting with a button being like Oh, oh, quickly, quickly, like, really disappointed sound, disappointed sound. Um, So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see.
1: While it's still going on, you guys um, see the whole thing. This is quite cool that the players are all sort of together. So it's not that the two teams are lined up against each other because it's an exhibition game. And the first hockey back since uh, lockdown, they've actually, you've got like a pens player, a flyers player, a pens player, a flyers player. That's pretty cool. Uh, although none of them are two meters apart so uh, i don't know how that works yeah. i'm interested yeah, to see who's gonna who's gonna throw the first check do you think yes. who's gonna have the guts to throw the first body check it's gonna be sid isn't it he's gonna get a concussion <laughs> <laughs> <That's sweet laughs> Yeah. sorry, sorry mark <laughs> <laughs> mark was desperate for us to record a podcast this time last month the first thing we've done is uh, come on and Take the mic out of him and take the mic out of his team, but yeah, that's the. That, I think that's everything for period two,
2: and uh, we'll swiftly move on to period three.
1: And uh, we'll swiftly move on to the end of the podcast, I think,
0: shall we? I don't think we have it. Do we have anything? I've seen something. Was there not one no, thing no, in there. now
3: I, I have one, one very small thing, and it was just that okay. I've been kind of keeping an eye. It's, it's, it's very much linked to Seattle. Um, I've been keeping an eye on uh, Seattle over Twitter. And they've made a few funny things over the last few while. They, they put up a, uh, I'll have to send it to you. They put up this quiz to, to figure out what the saying was based on the emoji. And um, it didn't work. They, they spelt something wrong. Um, <laughs> it, it was like, release the Kraken um, was the, was the uh, thing they put out. But they spelt the wrong and they had the re- <laughs> re-release
0: tweet <laughs> oh dear <laughs>
3: when, you're, when your head of media is still an intern
0: yeah. oh dear right,
3: they, they, maybe, maybe they'll put it down to maybe there's different emojis on different phones or whatever, I'm not I'm not sure but it was definitely like the, the middle emoji for the was a tongue <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway the, the one that I actually put on here is straight into the, the best way for social media and straight into Dorf. Obviously, they had us at heart when they done this, and they they tweeted a picture of a dog wearing a Seattle and um, kraken tile. <laughs> I think towel? it's like a t-shirt. I think it's a t-shirt, a t-shirt, but I think it's huge
1: and it's kind of draped over the dog.
3: Yes. So he, he was the goodest boy, and it's a picture of a dog wearing the Seattle, um, t- the Seattle T-shirt. And that makes up for
0: exactly. that makes up for all the sadness that we talked about in the first period. That just that dog alone.
3: I, I wanted to end on a, a nice picture of a dog over the seattle skyline
0: we should mention then just um because obviously in during the during the, the our breakaway there um they had i'm not gonna go through the whole list of them but they obviously put out the fans choosing the different awards for this season um on, on, for like players choice and stuff and my favorite one was they had a uh, best team mascot um and it was won this best year best team dog Best team dog. Best yep team dog. sorry best team dog and this year it was won by uh the caps um pup um so uh yeah and i think it was it was well it was well deserved because it's he's very cute um but yeah this is another dog story um okay <laughs> i don't think i don't have anything for you john either in this period sorry no
1: nope. sorry okay well i didn't get to say it before but uh and i thought there was nothing there but that's the end of Noki news <laughs> <laughs> and with that then
0: i think that really brings us to the end of our show as well i don't think we have anything else really to talk about um, i do
3: have a letter if you want a letter
0: oh do you want to? Uh, we can uh yep well then let's
3: friends. do it let's
0: let me it. let me roll the music give me a second uh aaron <laughs> i'll pass it over to you
3: yeah i'm not going to give this a big uh, a big shout out because i want to get off to play the game to watch the game so, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's time for what is it called again the abc's of fucking hey hey So, um, can anyone remember what letter we're on? <laughs> it's somewhere between A and Z. I, I think we're on
0: K, no?
3: We are on K, and I totally didn't have to go back to the last podcast to find that out. I just remember
0: because the, <laughs> the last podcast we talked about jerseys, and that's why I remember.
3: So, in the world of hockey, can anyone take a, a stab in the dark what uh, K is for? Kraken. <laughs> hey. 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 <that's> <laughs> Well, unfortunately, this book was probably made, you know, a couple of years ago. It definitely wasn't made in the last two weeks. Okay. Okay. Knockout. Knockout, no. Now, it's maybe Marty might get this. Okay. Why is your number seven jersey retired, Marty? For the Mabley. Is it a
1: Bobby Orr hat trick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really don't know. King Clancy. King oh, okay. Yep.
1: Oh, and stupidly He's... as well, the Preds have just nominated Rennie for the King Clancy Award this year. Yeah, yeah.
3: So King Clancy stands, or K stands for King Clancy. He was a player, a coach, and a manager. Uh, this guy, just like any anyone else that I've looked at before, when you're looking at their pages and what all they've achieved, you really look at yourself and go, "What have I achieved?" <laughs> 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 you know. Um, born in February two 2000- thousand said 1903, <laughs> 1903 um, Canadian professional ice hockey player referee coach and executive he played for uh, 16 seasons in the NHL for Ottawa and the tornado uh, tornado I can really not talk today. Stop watching the game while you're talking yes focus please only
0: another two minutes and then you can go back to your game
3: yeah it was it was for King Clancy moving on <laughs> <laughs> no this guy is an absolute legend though. Uh, member of three Stanley Cup uh, uh, winning teams, he won an All Star honors. He retired in uh, nineteen thirty seven and became a coach for Montreal Maroons. Um, um, he's a Hall of Famer. And uh, in two thousand seventeen, he was named uh, the hundred greatest one of uh, our hundred greatest NHL hockey players. So he was. Yeah. Um, and. I had one other one there um, randomly. Um, of course, out of all of the awards that he has, and you can go on to the <laughs> go on to wiki and and find out all the awards. One of the very random things at the very end is to to, to kind of pinnacle his stardom. Uh, there was a "How I Met Your Mother's episode named after him.
0: Ah,
3: like the the, the old Clancy. I've never I've never watched it, so I'm I'm going to have to go back <laughs> and. Watch that
2: I have I have seen I've, I've seen that, and it's. Uh... It's um, a questionable reference. Okay. It's a, so... it's a. it's it's apparently a sexual position.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron fully did his research on that one. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Aaron,
0: hey. I. I will just say that I I got a bit confused when you asked me about the Toronto Maple Leafs and you said about the number seven. The reason why I got a bit confused, I was like, what? How does that fall into K? Is because um, whenever I think of the number seven, I always thought the number seven for Toronto was retired because uh, Tim Horton wore the number seven as well for Toronto. And that's why I always thought it was retired for Tim Horton. But uh, I was just under reading. Um, Clearly, they both wore the number seven and uh, the number number was honoured the players both players were honored with the number seven and then whenever the team uh retired all honored numbers which was their policy that they had then in 2016 i think it was they, re- they retired all of their honored numbers so when number seven was re- retired it was retired for both clancy and tim horton so oh, that's i was a bit confused because okay. like tim horton was number seven i thought that was why but that's why i was like okay what uh anyway sorry okay that's uh all i had perfect well then that was brings our show to an end um we will be back at some point don't know when but we will be back at some point probably at some point during this this playoff this playoff in the Verticama period and also
1: (laughs) i've been waiting for that because my stream is clearly about 20 seconds ahead
0: (laughs) we have our first goal in exhibition games then i take it
1: we do, and uh, yeah, the pens have gone one up against the flyers. It's all going really well for you, so <laughs> <laughs> we're,
3: we're what four minutes in, just you five, five minutes and six seconds.
0: We will return uh, eventually uh, whenever there's more news and also probably at some point during this playoff period. Uh, so watch out for that. We will obviously keep our social media uh, updated whenever we put out another episode after this one. Uh, check out our social media. Uh, speaking of, we can you can follow us on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. Although we haven't been as active recently just because there's been nothing really to put out but uh, we are on there uh, at door 14 hockey uh, check out our previous podcasts both on our website at door14hockey.com we also have old blog posts and stuff up there which you can check out and read if you fancy that we also have a couple of podcasts that we put out during lockdown which was our isolation station which was a couple of just fun podcasts that we done at the very start you can listen to those too they're on there as well as on our um our our our, our our streaming's what's our streaming? What do we what do we use? Uh SoundCloud. Check out our SoundCloud as well. We're on there too. And all our episodes and back catalog is on there, including old interviews and stuff that were done uh as well. So check out all of that. Uh I don't think I have anything else. So with that, we will sign off for this episode. Uh without uh, without any further uh yes. Uh, I'm Marty.
1: I'm Dave. I'm John, four months and have not missed a beat. <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> Have a great week.